Sacred Space. Okay, so welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Keeley. Thank you again for staying with me. And, of course, John, still staying with me in Stice Studio here is Shane Ambrose. Now, a number of weeks ago, I happened to be reading the Irish Catholic as usual, and I came across a very interesting piece. It was actually written by Breeder O'Brien, and she was letting us know about a bright idea that was the brainchild of my next guest, um, the idea being to celebrate Bright Friday rather than Black Friday. So, delighted to welcome on to the programme this morning, Martina Lehan Sheehan. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm mm. good. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. I, I, in fact, myself and Martina have met before because Martina... Amongst other things, you give talks and retreats and so on and so forth. And in fact, you've written books and all sorts of stuff. But um, maybe you might fill us in a little bit on your background there. What sort of work do you do, Martina? Uh, Well, I work in the area of retreat work and psychotherapy. I do one-to-one counselling and psychotherapy, spiritual direction, and I give retreats. And I write books. (laughs) So that's about it. And you write books. I love the way she throws that in at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all kind of of the same. Spirituality and psychology. (coughs) And I think a very interesting thing about the books, uh, when when we were were chatting about the programme early on during the week, is the proceeds of your books go to a very worthwhile cause, I believe. They do indeed, yeah. They go to Chernobyl Children International, and uh, that's just something I, I, you know, writing wasn't my my main career; it was more of a pastime. And I said, as you know, I'd like to give it to a something bigger than myself. <laughs> so Chernobyl Children International uh, was my. Well done. And I'm delighted that. It has meant so much to this. It's a great joy, really. And just just in case people are wondering, what are the books we're talking about? Martina's books. She uh, there were and they were bestsellers, or they were very high on the charts, as if I remember. Martina, there was it was see- were, yeah. yeah, it was mm-hmm. seeing anew. It was awakening to life's lessons, and the other one was whispers in the stillness, mindfulness, and spiritual awakening. And I think you have another one. Another one due out. There was another one then last year. Um, there were two of them actually last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was called Surprised by Fire, which is a hardback, a heavy, a thick book. And then there was one called Waiting in Mindful Hope, which was really, um, not made for any season, but it has been particularly recommended for the Advent season. Okay, very good. But as John said, this morning you're on to tell us about this bright idea you had. I'm curious. I'm all agog to hear what it is because I actually don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe for, maybe first of all, before you speak about Bright Friday, maybe people mightn't have a clue what Black Friday is. Can you tell us what Black Friday is, <coughs> Martina? Well, I suppose Black Friday is going to be upon us very shortly and we'll recognise it when we see cars bumper to bumper. Uh, heading for the sales and we'll see um, apparent price uh, reductions on everything and huge queues in shops and so on. It's, we've taken it from America really and for the last couple of years Black Friday has been on Friday at the end of November it's going to be on the 23rd this year uh, when the sales will, you know the place will be black really with people looking for bargains for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, as opposed to Black Friday, you come up with this bright idea of 
Bright Friday? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bright idea, I suppose. It was really two years ago, I think. It started when I was launching my book, Waiting in Mindful Hope. And um, it was coming out just before Advent. And it, uh, we were driving to Dublin, and it was on the Friday of Black Friday. And cars were bumper to bumper, and everyone searching for their mythical crock of gold at the end of their shopping list. And we were heading out to Avila Retreat Centre to run a little um, prayer service, I suppose, for Advent, uh, a candlelit one. And I thought, oh, we should call ours Bright Friday. So, mm. so we we called Bright Friday. And then the following week, um, I was contacted by Columbo Press, which is the, author, which are the publishers of one, one of my books. And they asked me, would I host a Bright Friday event in St. Nicholas's Church in Dublin? Um, and then also in Wilton in Cork, uh, they, they uh, borrowed the idea as well and ran it there. And this year it's going to be run again in, in Cork on the 23rd of, of November. So it's really sort of an antidote to the commercialism that um, takes over on Black Friday. And it's creating an alternative. Um, at Bright Friday, we do a candlelight event of uh, reflection, meditation, music, scripture, and so on. And um, it's, as I said, just a, a kind of an antidote, a different ripple to the ripple that's created by all the sales and the, and the consumers around Black Friday. And so if people wanted to hold something similar... How would you suggest yeah, to go about as If they want to do something similar, like, for example, now on the 23rd in, in St. Joseph's Church, Wilton, what, uh, what we're doing is there's going to be a full day of uh, quiet prayer, soft music, where people can come in at any time during the day. It's right next to the shopping centre. And then at 7.30 in the night, we do uh, uh, an hour of um, scripture, meditation, reflection and music. And so I suppose people might, at this stage, they might want to start organising it, but they could come along to that and maybe think about, uh, it would take a little bit of planning. It might be next year before mm. before they might have it up and running. But it's kind of, it's it seems to be gathering momentum gradually, mm. you know, and it's really creating. And, you know, people could just create space in their home that, yeah. Uh, creating a little quiet space because I, I think everything impacts, you know. So any little choices we make impact on on the, the, the huge stress and the rush and so on that's going to be happening on that day, you know. It's, it's, it's got a little bit crazy, I think, Black Friday, you know. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one, Martina, of course, because it's, um, it's, it's, as you said, it's something we brought over from the U.S. And in the U.S., yes. of course, it's the Friday after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving which, of course, is the big, exactly. which is the big national holiday in the United States That's of America. Right. And, but as, right. as it is with many things we, we borrow from our American cousins, we seem to yes. pick up the excesses and the bad side of it, to so kind of to put it that Indeed. way. Indeed, yeah, because it's merely without a context here, you know. Mm. It's without a context, but it's... Um, it's, it's something I suppose that everyone thinks that they must take part in and, mm. and look we are, I love a bargain which one of us doesn't you know mm. and we do get a little buzz maybe women more than men I don't know mm. we do get a little buzz from retail therapy you know mm. and that's harmless enough mm. but I suppose unfortunately it does give a message out that you know that our 
happiness depends on the on on this kind of a materialistic sort of a, a pursuit. Mm. And um, I mean, I think by all means go to the bargains on Black Friday and enjoy it. But I think we also need to be sending a message out that um, for the next couple of weeks between now and Christmas, we are taking in subtle messages that um, that we can uh, alter our happiness level by attainment mm. and and possession and uh, and so on. And it's not a great message for our well-being, you know. Exactly. And I suppose part part of even what drew me to create this is that a lot of research has been done even in the last while in, in psychology and that around uh, how much external um, events like shopping or buying something that they do give us a small lift in happiness. <coughs> believe it, believe it or not, it can only increase a happiness level by ten percent, and that's very small. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the advertising world tells us that it will increase our happiness by a hundred percent. So, it's minimal what yeah. it will do for us long term for our well-being. It's an interesting, I suppose, it's an interesting symptom, if you like, of. Uh, a malaise or a problem where we seem to be elongating certain periods of time throughout the year. Mm. So, for example, the, you know, this year I think the whole thing was about in some shops the ridiculousness of the Christmas stuff starting in August, and okay. then you know uh, the, the 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 whole thing now where Halloween is no longer just the October thirty first, mm. but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you had the whole discussion and debate about people dressing up graveyards with skeletons and so on this year, which was absolutely you know someone said, "How oh, did we move to Mexico?" You know, it's it's not Irish yeah. at all. Now no, you know, and like no. you said, you know, the the whole thing of Black Friday, it's almost like bringing the Christmas sales back before Christmas. You know, exactly. You know, yeah. and it's kind and of see, I suppose, yeah. It's disjointing, disjointing people. Indeed, and it's also kind of squeezing out the whole. You know, I suppose Advent is such a beautiful season. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, you know, we're putting such an emphasis now on the the material that Advent is getting lost. And I think um, people need we need those seasons are not just spiritually but our hearts and our minds and our bodies need mm. them you know not to be always um and as you say not to be starting so early that there is a beautiful season of advent um coming up in the next couple of weeks you know that, that would be just lovely if we could protect us you know but it's not so easy mm. i i i we we're 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 big fans of advent on this program as our listeners know oh, and, good, uh, we good, don't we good. we try to minimize the mention of the c word the christmas word until yeah, it's absolutely right. oh, required that's wonderful but wonderful. um you know yeah. as you said like advent if you like it's the season almost of inoculation before christmas you know it christmas is, you know yeah. it, and and it's it's something i suppose which um to enjoy the Christmas, you want you to properly enjoy the Christmas. You really mm, need to enter yes. into Advent in in its in its full complexity, I suppose. And that was one of the and, things. Yeah. yeah, and that was one of the things I loved about the uh, John living with uh, an Orthodox community in 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 Lebanon. Their Advent was actually yeah. six weeks, mm-hmm. and not only uh-huh. was and yeah, not only yeah. was it the six weeks, but it was also a fasting season. It was like a minor yeah. Lent. You know, in indeed, real preparation, indeed. you know, so you could yeah. enjoy your Christmas dinner, you know. Yeah. But sorry, yeah. Martina, back to and your of, idea. And of course, there's, mm. there's other ways, um, you know, we can fast from 
from Facebook and we can <laughs> from gossip and there's so many things that we can do mm. uh, which would also help our well-being as well as our spirituality. But, you know, I, I've been very heartened on that, you know, the little book there, Waiting in Mindful Hope, that I brought out for our advent and it's just been bought up by the American market and believe it or not, it's gone on their bestseller list. Um, so I'm saying, gosh, I only heard that during the week, actually. And I'm saying, I was thrilled. I thought it's nice to hear that. It's flattering. But also, that Advent actually exists. You know, mm, that yes, people want yes. it, you know. Very important. Really <laughs> so, Martina, if people want to know a little bit more or find out a little bit more about um, your, your, your retreats and so on and so forth, have you got a website, by the way, first of all? Indeed, yeah. There's a website and it offers free tips on kind of minding your mental health and well-being and so on. And it's Cork Wellbeing Counselling, www.corkwellbeingcounselling.ie, you know, and there are little tips of that. And and I give retreats all the time. Uh, the next one, I don't know when the next one, Advent probably. And um, if you go on the website, the upcoming retreat should be on it. Um, but we also do little free reflections uh, called Sabbath Space every Sunday evening. And if anybody wants to, it's an email you can see, but a free uh, little reflection just to help you for the week, I suppose. Um, you're more than welcome to be on that list, uh, but you just need to email us, uh, my husband and myself. So the email, I'll give you the email now as well. Okay, good. Is uh, Rua, that's R U E H. Rua06 at aircom.net. Rua06 at aircom.net. And it just gives an idea of me. um, We give little reflections every week that, you know, (coughs) find nourishing. A little bit of nourishment for the week, spiritual nourishment. Perfect. Listen, Shane, we might be able to put that information up in our blog yeah, I'll later on. I'll, I'll link it up. I'll link them both. <laughs> Listen, Martina, thank you very much, Nick, for coming on. Um, Pleasure. I, I certainly enjoyed the time when I spent uh, a few days with you with some people here locally in Limerick there, I think, last Indeed, year. Indeed, I do remember. I do remember, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, whilst I was there, you actually had a beautiful CD, which I, I've enjoyed. It's um, yeah. Beyond Mindfulness, Guided Meditations and Lyrics. And on that one, you really had some beautiful um, inspiration meditation, morning meditation, uh, midday meditation, and evening meditation. We've actually played the morning meditation previously on on the program here. But what what I intend doing now, uh, just before we leave you, is to play the midday meditation. Just briefly, why would somebody have a midday meditation? You usually have a morning meditation and an evening meditation. What, what, What... a midday meditation. I haven't heard too much about them. Well, you know, in the past, like the Celtic Christian monks, and you know, um, had little pause. Well, not just little, but had uh, uh, prayed at different stages of the day and had blessings for different stages of the day. And we've kind of lost that. I know in monastic uh, monasteries and so on, they still do that. But all of us. You know, we need to punctuate the day with pausing because we have busy lives and busy minds. And to actually be able to pause and tune in to the spirit in the morning and in the midday and in the evening would hugely enrich our day. So I try to do that myself. I don't always, I sometimes do it, but I try to do it and it does add uh, a huge enrichment 
to, to my own day and to other people that I've been speaking to as well. So I think it clearly goes back to our our Celtic Christian rhythm that was that was so natural to to us uh, and trying to integrate that back into busy lives. So if people want to get a copy of this CD, I'd, I'd certainly advise it myself. It's Beyond Mindfulness, Guided Meditations and Lyrics, Pat and Martin and Han Sheehan. Now, of course, uh, your husband, Pat, um, actually sings on the CD too, so immediately after listening to the meditation, we're going to listen to that beautiful hymn, I Am the Vine. And before we leave the programme later on this evening, later on this morning, we, we, we're going to have a gospel reflection, and you've also suggested a piece of music for that, which is only in God's. So we, we might play that after the gospel later on. But in the meantime, Martina, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure, thank you. And, and if people wanted, if people wanted to get the meditation uh, CD, it's available in Veritas uh, or online as well. Perfect job. Mm-hmm. Listen, in, enjoy the Advent. And you, and have a have a bright, bright Friday. <laughs> very, very good. I like that bit. Martina, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. Bye bye. Thank now. you. Bye bye. Bye bye for now. God bless. Bye bye. Welcome to this midday meditation. The Desert Fathers and Mothers in the 3rd and 4th century AD practiced what they called watchfulness. Watchfulness had certain concepts that reflect what today we call mindfulness. They advised that we carry a cell of silence within us throughout the day. When people came to them for advice, they simply said, take the cell with you, it will teach you everything. Taking the cell with us is simply carrying an inner stillness and returning to it regularly throughout the day. This is what Jesus did when he took quiet spaces to be nourished, renewed, especially during the busiest times of his life. Likewise for us, in that silence, we discover an interconnected unity where we are one with God, with others, with our authentic self. The mystic John of the Cross said that the entire universe is a sea of love in which we are all engulfed. But we tend to separate ourselves from that reality when we follow the dictates of the false self. We separate ourselves from that sea of love when we are over-identifying with our role with our illusory independence and so we sever from our true self from the ground of our being. Ego is a word that is often used to describe this illusory separate self. However, the more we seek stillness, the more the ego fades into the background. The soul self then begins to navigate our lives. Take time now to return and to remain in that presence of stillness.
Rest your hands on the lap and allow your feet to be firmly placed on the ground. Take a breath. Be with the rise and fall of your breathing. You will notice thoughts passing by. Maybe thoughts about things that happened earlier in the day. Unfinished conversations. A comment that you're still analysing, perhaps. A misinterpretation. The mind tends to ruminate, going over and over again. If only, or maybe it's saying, what if? Allow all those if-onlys and what-ifs to be like clouds passing. And return to the moment. Maybe you notice the critic getting active with a list of shoulds and should-nots and comparisons. Just notice all this mental activity and how it draws you away from the present moment. Again, by feeling your feet on the ground, notice that your body is here in the moment, even if your mind is gone elsewhere. Return to the body, to the breath. Notice the sounds outside the room. Maybe sounds of traffic or birds or people's voices. Just allow them to be. And do the same thing with the thoughts. Allowing them to be like a background sound. Return to the stillness within you, to your centre of consciousness, where your spirit is connected to God's spirit. Jesus says, Make your home in me as I make mine in you. I am the vine, you are the branch. Just rest, receiving that divine energy. It is not something that you make happen, You simply receive it. You dispose yourself by opening your hands 
stilling your mind. As if the energy from the vine is flowing into the branch. With each breath, allow yourself to let go a little and to receive. Hear the words again. Remain in me as I remain in you. Allow even one word to rest on your heart so that each time the mind tries to take you off, that one word brings you back. Maybe the word home or the word remain. Are the word rest. Make your home in me as I make mine in you. Remain in my love. Allow the words of the song to transition you from this meditation into the rest of your day. I am the vine, you are the branch. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Spirit bring you up. 
Sacred Space